This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 18th of October. Things are getting real at the Reserve Bank of Australia, Jazzy Boy. Not only are they dealing with big cash rate decisions, mm-hmm. but also industrial action from their very own Not staff. Like the RBA offered staff an 11% pay rise over three years, but the staff have voted and they have voted against that 11% pay rise. Lots on the RBA's plate right now, B-Man. Lots. Now, Flux fam, as we head towards the end of the year, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We've already had some great feedback from the Flux fam. We want to know your thoughts. So we've dropped a little survey in the show notes and we're giving away three $100 Uber Eats vouchers for the most insightful answers. Three spell-binding stories today, Jazzy Boy. Let's do it. For our first. Cochlear, the ASX-listed bionic ear company, reckons its profit will grow by double digits this financial year. Bionic ears sound like a superpower. Mm-hmm. It's really not as sexy as that, is it? <laughs> so tell me more. Okay, so Cochlear is an Australian-founded medical device company that manufactures and also sells ear implants. That's the device that's surgically inserted to help with hearing. Now, Jazzy Boy, Cochlear claims to own more than 60% of the global market share in this space. But, 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 during the COVID years, Cochlear took a bit of a hit because there were significantly fewer elective surgeries. But now, at Cochlear's annual meeting with shareholders, they said they expect underlying profit to grow in the double digits. And the Cochlear board's dividend policy has committed to paying out 70% of the company's underlying profit. So the bigger the profit, the better the news for investors' hip pocket too. Uh Uh-huh, so what is the key learning here? A dividend policy explains how a company will distribute its dividends to its shareholders. And, Jazzy Boy, there are three different types of dividend policies. Type numero uno, the stable dividend policy. This is where companies give the same dividend amount each and every year, more or less. You know what you're getting as an investor, and you can plan for that. Number two, Jazzy Boy, the constant dividend policy. This is where the company pays a percentage of its earnings as dividend each and every year. They boom, your dividend booms. Mm -hmm. They flop, well, your dividend well and truly flops. (laughs) And number three, the residual dividend policy. The company pays out dividends after sorting out all of the company's other costs and then gives investors the remainder. For Cochlear, they've gone with the ride or die policy. And this year, with the underlying profit growing, it seems to be a winner for investors. For our second story, a major bid to buy Manchester United Football Club has failed because its majority owners just weren't happy with the price tag. Oh, surely this calls for a Netflix series to rival Beckham. Agreed. Tell me more. A bit of background. So Manchester United plays in the English Premier League. And is one of the most famous soccer teams in the world. And we ain't just talking trophies here, Jazzy Boy. But also in terms of supporters, where they estimate to have 1.1 billion fans (laughs) and followers around the world. Cop that, Collingwood Magpies, with your (laughs) measly 106,000 members. Now, Brett, this is very juicy, because Manchester United is actually publicly listed on the New York Stock Exchange. And one family, the Glazers, they own 69% of the shares in Man U. But in the last week, a Qatari banker lobbed a 6.1 billion US dollar offer for the whole of Manchester United. But the Glazers rejected and instead accepted an offer from a British investor for just 25% of the company. Which just so happens to value Manchester United at around 6.3 billion US dollars. And Brett, given Manchester United is having its worst start to the season for 30 years, good knowledge, both, both Man United investors and fans are keen to move on from their majority owners. But with different classes of shares, this all becomes very challenging. So what is the 
key learning here. Different classes of shares can carry different voting rights. And also different privileges too. You see, when Manchester United listed on the New York Stock Exchange back in 2012, mm-hmm. Class A shares were being sold to the public. And Class B shares were retained by the Glazer family. Class B shares had 10 times the voting power of Class A shares. Essentially meaning that no investor could gain a controlling interest in Man United mm-hmm. without the Glazers agreeing. While this seems quite strange for a football club, mm-hmm. many big tech companies have multi-class share structures as well. For example, part man, part robot, Mark Zuck. <laughs> he owns Class B shares in Meta. So do the founders of Google, Airbnb, Slack. So this means despite their shareholding size, they'll have the ability to influence company decisions more than the average Joe. And while these less advantaged investors accept this sort of stuff in good times, mm-hmm. it becomes very frustrating in the bad times. Yep. For our third and final story, Pfizer has announced that it will cut over $9 billion US dollars from its annual sales forecast after the declining demand for COVID vaccines and investors are kind of here for it. Uh, all right, weird reaction, got to admit it, but I'm curious, Jussie Boy, what is the story here? All right, so we know Pfizer, they're the US-based pharmaceutical giant that we all became familiar with during COVID. And their vaccines have generating over $37 billion US dollars and that was last year alone. But now, Pfizer's announced a cut to its annual sales forecast. We're talking a drop of $9 billion US dollars with demand for COVID shots well and truly dwindling. <laughs> We're also talking a 13% cut in annual revenue. And get this one, investors were so relieved with this announcement that Pfizer's share price, it actually increased 5.6%. So what is the key learning here? In periods of economic uncertainty, announcing a cut to earnings guidance can be like ripping off the band-aid. And it can also set the stage for a healthier financial outlook. You see, B-Man, investors make decisions based on future guidance from a company, which is ultimately a prediction. So when there is economic instability mm-hmm. or when a company has an unexpected revenue boom, yep. it can be hard for investors to get a handle on how the company's actually going. And after Pfizer's booming sales during COVID, investors have kind of been waiting for the music to stop. Fluxam, we want to know your thoughts on the pod, on the newsletter. So we've dropped a little survey in the show notes and we're giving away prizes. We're talking a $100 voucher to Uber Eats. Make sure you hit that survey link in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.